My money. Money. I get money from you. Money in the bank. Young money. Money, 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 money. It's the rich man's blood. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. World-renowned financial advisor and best-selling author Barry James Dyke will arm you with the truth. This is The Economic Warrior. Please note, the opinions expressed on this show are of the individuals who speak them, and not necessarily of Portsmouth Community Radio, its members, or board of trustees. Well, good morning, good afternoon, everybody. This is uh, Barry Dyke and uh, with The Economic War- Warrior, and I have... Handsome Phil Kleiger and my sidekick, uh, Will Pierce, here. We have a wonderful guest, uh, Mike, which, uh, Mike McKinnon out of um, college. Uh, college was collegecost.org. And yes. um, uh, he's wonderful. He's one of the premier experts on financial planning for college education in the country. So, Michael, uh, great to have you. How cold is it in Chicago right now, Michael? Well, it, last night it hit about 26 below zero regular temperature and 56 below zero chill factor. It has warmed up, though, to uh, uh, 17 below zero and minus 40 chill factor for the day. Well, that's unbelievable. I hope it's not a so, pitch. So yeah. in Chicago, hell has, has <laughs> did freeze over. <laughs> Mike, um, I've known you for quite some time now, but... Um, could you please tell our audience a bit about your background, how you became na- a nationally known expert in, in regards to the subject of college funding and how to pay for it? Because we even have Will Pierce here, who's my sidekick, and he has a kid coming into uh, uh, college a couple of years. So uh, we appreciate your uh, your background. Basically, I got started. Uh, I, I had played uh, uh, college football, and, and uh, when I graduated, I coached college football. And I was assistant coach at a, uh, um, a very large community college here in the Chicago area. So the head coach put me in charge of working with the uh, student athletes and the academic advisors and the student athletes and their parents for financial aid. Now, the academic advisors at that time, they were not that good. So I had to learn that from the ground up. Financial aid, I was very fortunate because there was a Vietnam vet who actually hated the government. <laughs> and, you know, if there was any legal way to screw the government, he found it, and that's how I learned financial aid, good or bad. Um, I, I, I left education and went into private business, but all through those years, I, um, I, I kept up with the process, and I, um, I, I would visit colleges. I owned an international travel company. I, I, you know, I've been to Europe and Middle East 115 times. I would actually visit colleges over there. And I would help family and friends. Well, I didn't get married till I was 40, and I didn't know, and I sold all my businesses, and I drove my wife crazy. So she said, you know, you, had, you have to do something, and I didn't know what to do. And she said, well, do that college thing. Um, and I said, well, Judy, I don't think I can make a living at it. She said, well, that, at least that you'll be doing something. So I did. And a year later, she came to me, and she said, look, we, you, you have too many people coming to our home. You need to find an office. So from that point, I, I have now worked with over 1,300 families. I'm working with young people today that I work with their parents when they were this age. Wow. And, I, and I've seen what, what's evolved here in, in, in higher education, and it's not a pretty picture. Yeah. Can I, um, can I get a question, Mike? Um, 
I mean, it's how much has college costs gone up in the past thirty years? It, to me, it's just astronomical. Well, if you if you take the article from the New York Times, who, who did an extensive research in this, um, it you know from nineteen seventy eight to two thousand fifteen, the CPI has gone up about two hundred percent. Healthcare has gone up about four hundred fifty percent. Higher education has gone up over thirteen hundred percent. You know, uh, up until 1980, a, a student could work a, a full-time job in the summer, 40 hours a week for 12 weeks at minimum wage, and can pay for all of college. Today, if a young person worked 40 hours a week for 12 weeks in the summer at minimum wage, they could barely make enough money to pay for books. When you're looking at a chem book uh, at somewhere between seven to $800, that's how much it's changed. You're kidding me. Repeat that, Michael. You're saying a chemistry book at college it costs, can cost between six to seven hundred dollars. Has chemistry changed that much? <laughs> no, same same table, <laughs> same table. You know, <laughs> but higher education, and that's you, you know, I always talk to my family the, the the bad news and the good news, and I always start with the bad news. You know, higher education is in such a financial mess today. And, and one of the biggest reasons is because the U.S. government is in the student loan business. Yeah. Barry, a person could take out a parent plus loan and not have a job. They, 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 I mean, they might not have been employed for the last 20 years, and they can still get a loan. Um, you know, so w when you look at what can be tracked, so the, the direct student loan, the parent plus loan, and private loans is now inching towards $1.6 trillion dollars. Um, the, the real number is closer to $3 trillion because they don't take into account people who have remortgaged their homes, taken out home equity loans, borrow from family and friends, and credit card debt. So w when you look at the last, the last recession caused by real estate, that was just barely at $1 trillion. And now we're somewhere between $1.6 to $3 trillion on this. So, you know, in, in, in last year, there, there was about a 12% default rate. Now, when I say last year, that would be 2017. 2018 hasn't come in yet. So it's, it, it's scary. Um, now, w w with that said, how, you know, like your, your partner there, how do you win at this game? And that's, hence, someone like me. Uh, last year, 26% of all students who went away to a four-year college used an independent educational consultant. And that's, and that's from the National Research Center for Colleges and University Admissions. It came up with that number. It, it, Barry, in reality, there should not be a person like me, but unfortunately there is. And when you're looking at um, 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 public institutions, article today in the Chicago Tribune, Illinois is trying to uh, stop the, the bleeding. Um, about 35% of all the high school seniors in Illinois are leaving the state of Illinois uh, because it's just gotten too, too expensive. University of Illinois Champaign-Urbana for some programs is almost at $40,000 to go there. That's both the indirect and direct cost. That's $40,000 a year for a state institution. For a state? So in other words, if I'm Illinois and I go to uh, this university, you're saying – in state is forty grand, Mike. Yeah, close to forty thousand. Tuition, room, board, books, fees, transportation costs, items of a personal nature. So, if you're studying business or engineering at U of I, 
is just under $40,000 a year. Now, in today's Tribune, they're, they're trying to get um, um, uh, more students to stay here in Illinois. And, you know, uh, so you have University of Illinois uh, Champaign-Urbana, University of Illinois Chicago, and University of Illinois Springfield. Well, University of Illinois uh, Chicago, they're upping their enrollment, but they're doing it, you know, they're just taking anybody now. Six years ago, you, you know, if you had uh, an 18, 19, 20 ACT, there was no way you could get into U of I, Chicago. Now you are. They're now, they're now creating more remedial cor uh, courses to keep these kids in school because they're not college ready. Yeah. So last year I had 51 students in my practice go away to college. The top 25 either went totally free or paid no more than $8,000. The bottom 26 paid between ten dollars to $16,000, and they all went outside the state of Illinois. So what I do is every night, um, 365 days a year, I take two hours a night, and I break down one college, and I find these hidden gems to get your first 120 hours. You know, Because most parents today... They're under the belief of thinking 20, 30 years ago, you have to go to an elite school uh, to have a chance, and that's not the case. Almost all students will be doing postgraduate work. So why spend all this money on your undergraduate and not have any money left over for postgraduate? Because it's nothing but 120 hours. Now, I have a question for you, Mike, um, and, um, you know, uh, and – and this is uh, why has the cost gone through the roof? I mean, this is incredible. So, I mean, you know, what is it? Administrative uh, costs, administrative blow. What's going on well, here? It, it, um, first of all, colleges know—they don't know how to stop spending. They don't know how to cut. Number one, um, they're they're in a building's arms race for whatever reason. Uh, another big cost is tenure and collective bargaining. You know. Um, most college professors uh, either teach no classes at all or teach one class a semester. And in most colleges, you teach one class, one three-hour class a semester. So that's you're in the classroom 45 hours for, in a 15-week period. And after seven semesters, you get a, a year sabbatical. Someone's got to pay for that. Administrative cost. You know, if you look at 30 years ago, the number of administrators at a college, and today, that's probably more than tripled. Um, and on top of that, there's not as many students. You know, about nine years ago, we peaked in this country as far as the number of high school seniors, and we've dropped. And it hasn't been a gradual drop. It's been a dramatic drop to, to the point where everyone's trying to go after these same students. Now, in your neighborhood, yep. you, uh, right outside of Boston, you had a college go out of business, and it just uh, this week, um, uh, uh, Green Mountain College oh, Green Mountain. Uh, is going to stop operations. Oh really? I didn't... To see. Yes, and 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 what, uh, there was a great article in Forbes. A gentleman, you know, he he feels that within the next ten years, fifty percent of all the four-year colleges will be gone. Now, I believe it'll be closer to twenty twenty-five percent of all colleges will be gone. You you just can't sustain this business model. It, it's just not sustainable. Um, so so that's a reason. The, the, those are all the reasons, but to break, if the U.S. government got out of the student loan business today, 
Amen. You're going to see 25 to 25% of colleges go under, which is a good thing. It really is. Um, and you're going to see the cost come down. But, Barry, if you and I owned a college, we, we would be doing the same thing because, you know, if you want Susie or Johnny to come to your school, then go take out a loan. You know, basically, if you have a pulse, um, you can get a loan. Um, you know, for the Parent PLUS loan, there used to be more restrictions, but because those restrictions were too tight in the last administration, they really loosened those restrictions. So just about anybody can get a Parent PLUS loan to pay the difference. Now, when you look at a direct student loan and a Parent PLUS loan, students can only take out $5,500 their freshman year, $6,500 their sophomore year, $7,500 their junior, $7,500 their senior year, and if they have to go to second senior year, another $7,500. So between $28,000 to $35,000, somewhere around there, that's a maximum a student can take out. So how do they pay the difference? Well, a lot of families take out the difference in a Parent PLUS loan. So let's say uh, the cost of going to U of I, we just said $40,000. A student can take out $5,500. So $34,500 is left over. That's the amount a parent can borrow in a Parent PLUS loan, whether they have a job or not. And now you're seeing a 12% default rate. Very close to 50 million people in this country hold student loan debt. Now, if we go under the assumptions of 360 million people in this country, and let's say half of them are 18 and above, so that's, um, what, 180 million people? Yep. So, so over a quarter of, of uh, America's adults today hold student loan debt. The highest default rate among any age group of student loan debt is people 65 and over. So this month, do I pay my, my, my children, my adult children, student loan debt, or do I buy food and medicine? Yeah, and you know, Mike, uh, too, is that, and I've been researching it, you know who's one of the highest-growing uh, areas of, uh, in terms of age, in terms of bankruptcy in this country? It's people over age 65. It's, it's, yes. It's because, because of this. And um, another so, 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 Barry, if, if, if we look at this, here, that, that's the, the, the negative. What's the positive? You know, so how can you win at this? And, and that's where I come in. Um, you know, the, the, the first thing I would say to people is hire a true professional. I, I always tell my families I belong to six different organizations, and all six of my organizations, they all went to medical school, and they all became brain surgeons. Unfortunately, half of them are only qualified to operate on the left side of the brain, and the other half are only qualified to operate on the right <laughs> side of the brain. But parents and students coming in and seeing me have tumors on both sides of the brain. So if you take the IECA, which is a gold standard on the left side of the brain, what we do there, we sit down with students. We go through an interspace. I go through an interspace assessment and a personality assessment. And we, you know, with the interspace assessment, I like using something with a Holland code because every career has a Holland code. So if I find out what the student's Holland code is, we we can have a match here because in in reality, do you know what percent of people? That go away to a four-year college, graduate in four years or less. Uh, this was it's uh, like fifty-something percent. I mean, it, it, something like that. Less than twenty percent. It takes fifty-six percent, six or more years to graduate, 
and the other 44% never graduate. All right. So, so uh, one of the biggest problems is I don't know what I want to do. So that's where we, I sit down with our students, and we go through these, these career assessments. So when they, go, when they get ready to go to college, they have a pretty darn good idea of what they're going to major in. So we, we go through that. We, we look at, you know, uh, careers, what, 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 with these careers, what, what our majors are required, and on what college and universities offer these majors, either in a specific geographical area or the entire country. Now, how to pay for college, not my job. So if we go on the right side of the brain, like the NICCP, that's where, you know, how to pay for college. And, Barry, there's only two ways to pay for college, no deep, dark secret. You either use your money or someone else's money. <laughs> if you want to use your money, you don't need me. If you want to use someone else's money, I'm your person. <laughs> You'd be so, good banker, Mike. That's what we, well, I mean, and with, with, your, with your partner there, he's going to be faced with, you know, um, you, you know, you're in the Northeast. You're like me. You're in a blue state. Blue states, you know, they cannot afford to subsidize higher education anymore. So the cost is just skyrocketing. So that's where I found if I work, get with my students early enough, I, like I said, I'm an old college football coach. Give me the rules to the game. We'll develop a game plan, and we'll beat them at their own rules. And today's rules are GPA and ACT score or, and or SAT. So I start working with students once they graduate from the eighth grade. And by the time December of their senior year, they're taking the last ACT test. So anything from a 32 to a 36, you know, and a 3.5 unweighted GPA, you're in the money at a number, you know, I've identified at least three dozen university, college and universities throughout America that you can go almost free or at a fraction of the cost um, if, you, if you work early enough on that. So, um, you know, it just, you just have to plan early. You know, uh, start working when their students are in eighth grade freshman year. Um, and look, you know, Barry, you're, you're in the financial world. Uh, here, at, for, for a young family here in Illinois to send their children to four years of college at the University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana, and if you were born today, parents would have to set aside close to $1,500 a month after tax dollars after tax. for 18 years to send them to four years at the University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana. Now, you know, you're looking at $2,200, $2,300 a month of gross income. So you're looking at about 20, so your first $25,000 a year of income for the next 18 years. People can't save enough. So if that's the case, how else can we, can we make this thing work and, and, and when and not end up being a Walmart greeter at age 85 because you're still paying your kids' student loans off? It's it's um, it's something, Mike. Hey, Mike, uh, we have to just take a break just to keep us legal, Mike. And you can hang on. We, I have yes. a lot more questions to ask you, but uh, everything seems to be a sales job these days. And and you know, we always hear you know, even Obama and the whole thing. Uh, there, all everyone needs a college education. Is a college education a good investment? I mean, I look at guys like Bill Gates or uh, who founded uh, Microsoft or Larry Ellison who founded Oracle. And I even have one client of mine never graduated from high, high school, and he's a multimillionaire. I, so I'm saying, are we being oversold on the value of an education, Michael? Yes. And this is, my, this is what I do for a living. But yes. Uh, and, 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 I, and I'll tell you why. It, um, 
Um, I have a client uh, that owns a big uh, commercial flooring uh, business here in in, in the uh, Chicago area, and there there are not enough carpet layers. Now, carpet layers here, you know, we're in a blue state, so it's all union, uh, is in the carpenter's union. And, and your typical carpet layer can, can make anywhere from from a hundred to $150,000 a year laying carpet. Laying carpet? Uh, I, had a young, I had a young man, uh, all of his older siblings went away to college, and he just wasn't college material. But he was good with his hands. So I got him to the local community college taking as many welding classes as possible, and he became a master, a master scuba diver. Um, he then uh, became an underwater welder. Now, his goal was to only work it for five years, and he made a lot of money. So he, he, he and his father started buying uh, um, a Subway sandwich shops. I won't tell you which one. Um, and the goal was to get five of them, and he was going to walk away from welding. So, you know, you take this particular franchise, the, the average franchise owner nets about $160,000 a year after all expenses. So when you when you look at that times five, uh, that didn't that didn't take a college degree. Now I'll, I'll tell you the ones that do need a college degree are people that are going into the healthcare world. Uh, nursing, you need a college degree. Yeah. Um, I've become an expert of getting students into medical school. I didn't set out to do it. I just backed into it. Um, and again, medical school, there's two ways to pay for college: your money or someone else's money. And the vast majority of my students go to medical school and someone else pays for, you know, for them to go to medical school. So back to your question, it's, and it starts in our grade school and high schools. We're, we're, we've conditioned people with college prep in our school systems. Very few places are offering, you know, um, um, uh, technical programs. Uh, auto techs, you know, you take a Lexus auto tech, uh, working eight hours a day will probably bill out 17 hours and make $175,000 a year. Um, you know, yes, our world has changed, but, but, but parents, in talking to parents, they want all their children to go to a four-year school. They don't want them to be a welder. Uh, um, you know, and, and unfortunately, students are getting the wrong degrees. The number one college degree in America today what is, it? is a bachelor's degree in psychology. Oh, 26% of all degrees are in psychology. Why? <laughs> because it's, it's an easy major. Now, I'll get people all upset, this and that. <laughs> but in order to make a, a living in that, you end up having to get a master's and a Ph.D. or, a, a, or an M.D. Um, so, you know, I... I, I all you have to do is go to your local pizza place or Jimmy John's, and you can see a lot of those students have college degrees and, and making home deliveries. So, yes, um, I, it's been overrated, and, and what really bothers me is how they use numbers. You know, if you have a college degree, here's what you're, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. and if you don't. And that's a loaded, you know. So, 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 Barry. Let's say uh, we're we're down in Boston, and there's nine there's nine guys in the bar. They all co- graduate from college, and they're all making thirty thousand dollars a year. So the average is thirty thousand dollars, right? Yeah. So you just mentioned in walks Bill Gates, 
who makes $20 million a year or, or 100, let's just say $20 million a year. Now you take nine at, you take nine at, uh, thirty thousand and one at twenty million, and what's that average? Uh, it's yeah, it was like a couple million bucks. So you see what I'm saying, and that's what they're and that's what they're using. Um, you know, it, it's flawed numbers be, because it's all voluntary. You know, so they don't not, they don't have an exact amount on what people make. It's what people uh, 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 report. And if I'm an engineer and I'm making one hundred fifty thousand a year, I report that. If I have a degree in psychology and I'm making home deliveries for a local pizza place, I'm not going to, you know, let them know what my salary is. So you, you see there, there's, there's a lot of, of missed opportunities and, myth, you know, just not the total truth out there in higher education. But it's still, um, you know, yes, there are less students going to, to college and because there's, there's less of them. And they see all these other kids coming home with all this horrible debt, and do I really want to do that? And that's what you're seeing, and it's it, it's a shame. It, it's Mike. I said it's, it's really. <clears throat> excuse me, and Mike. It's really it's like a a form of propaganda, you know, because I never knew is that what they do? The average of the like you have the nine guys in the bar with Bill Gates, and all of a sudden they all make two million dollars, and they're averaging it out. Um, there's so much propaganda. I call it the student loan academic industrial complex. Um, but but also, too, it even comes into it, um, the savings plans. Now, how do people save for college? Um, you know, you've read my books, Mike, and you see everyone should be in a 529 plan. And I have clients um, who are in these things, but I think they're a lockbox from hell. But what, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts on 529? Well, plan? you know, I... I there's, I don't have a dog in a race, so I can just tell you, 529s historically in my business have not been a good thing. Uh, and I'll give you an example. A number of years ago, and this, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I had two families, one who didn't go out. They stayed home. They didn't go to movies. They didn't do this. They saved every penny. Uh, and, you know, and at the end of the day, they, they had four children, and they set aside $40,000 each uh, for their children. Yep. Uh, they, they, th- their cars were 15, 18 years old. Uh, yet I had another family in the, in the same area who uh, went on vacation, spent their money. Both their children applied to the same school, and they were clients here. So I, I, I saw that. And they both ended up back then with presidential scholarships, and they got $20,000 a year each. So the family that did all the spending and didn't save any for college got the full 20000 the ones that were prudent and saved, they they got to twenty thousand. But what happened is the university only took ten thousand of the university money, and then they put the ten thousand of the five twenty nine money, and then here's your twenty thousand. So they were actually penalized for savings. Now I I have noticed that most five twenty nines, the mutual fund companies do yeah. not put their their top line funds in those mutual fund companies. They they actually put their uh, in most cases, they're dogs. And, they, you know, here in Illinois, we're on the third um, uh, 529 fund manager. The last two have been sued for um, <laughs> whatever. It's Chicago, Mike. And, Barry, keep in mind, there's two types of 529s out there. There's one that they use in mutual funds, and there's that prepaid tuition. Yeah. Now, 19 states have shut down their prepaid tuition. It's basically 
having a, leg, a, a legal Ponzi scheme. Now, here in Illinois, they're not taking any more because they've lost so much money in it that I don't think they're going to be able to pay off all the, the money that they put in. Uh, it, it's really scary. And uh, a lot of people here in Illinois were sold under the assumption it's backed by the good faith of the state of Illinois, which it is not. And so you're going to see people lose on both ends, on the, on the, the 529s and the mutual funds and whatever few states have the prepaid tuition left. So uh, from, my, from my experiences, it's not, it's not good. It's not good at all. Now, the 529s are counted as assets to the parents. Yes, which is only uh, you know a little over five percent uh, counted in the in the the federal formula, uh, but once it's taken out and used, then it becomes an asset of the student, which is twenty percent from dollar one, so it could adversely affect them. So you can't you know you can't go and and borrow the money uh, for college and have a a, a, a lot of five twenty nine money and then pay the loans off at the end. They won't let you do that. So you're stuck. You're stuck with it. Now, um, so th- that's with the 529s. Um, you know, I've always, I've always said to families, um, the federal formula, uh, FAFSA, favors small business owners and farmers. And if a, if a farmer and a small business owner do the right things, their children can go to college nearly free. Uh, and you, you know you don't need the the, the five twenty nine. So um, that's my take on five twenty nine. Yeah. So another question: How can people uh, connect? Uh, you're a very knowledgeable guy in this, uh, Michael. How can people uh, reach you um, out there in uh, in uh, Illinois? Well, they they can e- they can email me, uh, and I can direct them to my website. I have a couple of videos on the website, and it gives all the information about us and what we do. Um, 50% of my, uh, my clients come from outside the state of Illinois, and I have a number of internet. I have students in Italy, France, um, uh, the U.K., China, Vietnam, Costa Rica, and uh, even people up in, your, up in your area. Yeah. So uh, with Zoom, you can, you, know, you can be in everyone's um, 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 uh, living room, and uh, that's, that's basically you know, what I do. Uh, but my uh, my email is Mike M I K E at C O F P dot net. So C is in college, O is in October, F is in Frank, P is in Paul dot net. So you can email me, and then you you can check me out at www.cofp.net also, or dollarsforcollege dot org. Uh, either one of those, okay. but. Um, uh, no, if I, you have children, if you have children, you've got to start looking now. Do not bury your head in the sand like most people do, and like an ostrich, you just bury your head in the sand, and then you don't pull it out until they're they're juniors or seniors, and you know try to find somebody to see what they can do because in most cases it's too late. Um, but um, um, that would be my. You know, uh, my recommendations for people right now, start early, start planning, do not listen. You know, every what I do for a living, everybody's an expert, Barry. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, all, my, all my parents, all their friends are experts, all my students, all their friends are experts, 
And I always tell them I am the expert and I don't know it all. And I can guarantee you what I know today will change tomorrow. I read three newspapers every day, every night, 365 days a year. I break down one college. Um, I read 31 magazines. Uh, I have a number of RSS feeds that I, I, I research every day to keep up on this so that, that I know that I can give great service to my, my clients, that it won't cost them an arm and leg to send their children to college. I know, and I can verify this, Michael, because I've seen you on the phone. I don't know how many people you have in your iPhone. You had like a couple of thousand or something in your iPhone. Yeah, but... I, yeah, I have almost <laughs> three thousand uh, contacts. You know, so you, and I've, you, I've been with you. You're always on the phone. But what do you think, um, Mike? Now we have we have a, a common friend. Actually, he's been on the show a couple times. Adam Andrzejewski from Open the Books, and you know, he did that thing on um, uh, the Ivy League being funded by the federal government. Um, I just, I just think, um, I just want to, and uh, you know how people like Elizabeth Warren, you know, work at um, teach at Harvard one class and make you know three hundred grand, or and uh, she or her husband. Someone's got to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, what's your take on the, these these super wealthy schools? And I was talking about my seminar last night. Uh, Harvard University has thirty seven billion uh, in their endowment. Uh, by the way, Michael, I have a bit of trivia for you. How much do you think the Harvard endowment managers made? Between 2010 and uh, 2016, when the when the return of the re- fund was only 4.4 percent, probably a potload of money. Yeah, they made around 320 million, Mike. So the, getting 4.4 percent, uh, they made 320 million. It's incredible. So what are your thoughts on all this this incredible billions going to these schools and University of Chicago and, and, and Stanford and everything are, are getting these massive subsidies? What it's you- wrong. It, it, it's outright wrong. And uh, the, the biggest problem, and I won't, you know, you mentioned one school, but a number of schools in your neighborhood. Um, have you ever heard of needs blinds emission? No. Okay. That, that means uh, we'll emit you uh, based on your, your uh, academic credentials. Well, uh, Harvard and all these other schools use what they call need blind emissions. But the problem is they're asking for your financials before they do that. So it's not a true need blinds admission. Only one school in America has come forward and said if we did true need blinds admission, we would go out of business, and that's Reed College out of Oregon. And that's what Steve Jobs uh, went. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, Harvard and all these other schools, they, they teach ethic classes. And I think it's do as I, do as I say and not as I do. Um, you know, it, it just uh, – I quit trying to figure out what these what these people are doing, but but the federal government should get out of the higher education business and let higher education either sink or swim on its own, uh, and and giving you know uh, uh, billions and billions of dollars to them, whether it's Harvard or whether it's X Y Z University, they're not getting their rate of return. Um, so. Uh, yes, and you know Adam. Uh, he he lives one town over from where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, when I served as chairman of the board of trustees of the largest community college in the country, College of DuPage, we were the first one to open the books, to open up uh, all the salaries, uh, to open up all of our spending, and there needs to be you know there needs to be more of that. Um, but I, I don't know if if that's even going to be enough. Um, um, until until parents, I mean, today parents are like deer in headlights. They really are. 
Ask your friend there. You know, where do I go? What do I do? You know, I know it's going to cost a fortune, but I know I'm not going to say no to my child. Yeah. That's the problem, Barry. Could you explain tenure to people, too? Because it's kind of going away, but uh, how does tenure work? Where's it going away at? It's not going away. I mean, because they're hiring adjunct professors now. Am I correct? But well, yeah, they have to hire adjunct because they're paying their tenured teachers too much, and they, there's just not enough money to go around. All right. All right. Um, you know, once you're tenured, you know, a tenured and collective bargaining uh, will end up killing education in this country. And and I'm not talking about higher education. I'm talking about K-12. Um, uh, we have just a horrible business model for our educational system. We're putting so much money. I mean, you take property taxes around where I live, could be anywhere from twenty to $100,000 a year, and 80% of that are going to the school system, the K-12s. Um, you know, uh, we, we have teachers... Uh, uh, making uh, uh, 125 to 175 thousand dollars a year, the highest-paid retired faculty member in the state of Illinois is getting a pension of 565 thousand uh, dollars a year. Uh. So that's that's the problem. There's just not enough money to to go around. So in order to take care of these obligations. That's where they're cutting uh, in uh, uh, K-12 education and higher ed. Not only in Illinois, but, uh, you know, you look at Massachusetts, New York, uh, you know, all these states. And I don't want to get into politics, but they are blue states. And, um, uh, you know, it's a shame. Um, They're all talking about Alabama now. Alabama has a business model where higher education is second to none. And they're really winning at this game. They have more national merit scholars than any other university in America outside the Ivy League. And, and the reason for, for them doing that is, you know, they're attracting industry like crazy in, in the southeast. And, and they need good, qualified, you know, highly educated, uh, edu- educated people. And they're making it happen. And, um, you know, it's it just, it just sad. You know, my, the school that I researched last night, and, and I, you know, this would be great for you. Um, uh, what's the weather like at your place today? It's 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 it was it's it's fine. About thirty five, thirty six degrees. It's fine. It's warm. Okay. It's, it's, we have a heat um, storm here. There, there's a great there's a great university uh, just right south of you, um, University of Tampa. Okay. okay. It is actually without any scholarships. It's the same prize as an, a student. Here in Illinois, going to U of I, you know, and that same student could go down to the University of Tampa for the same amount of money. Yet Tampa will give them, you know, uh, uh, you know, probably ten to twenty thousand dollars in scholarships. So you're looking at twenty to twenty-five thousand uh, dollars. Great academic programs. It's a coastal. It's a coastal uh, uh, university. Um, but yet, there's nothing that can compare. And I know lacrosse is a big sport up in your area. Uh, that and the um, uh, the Patriots. Yeah. But um, <laughs> um, but you know, so do I stay and go to a school in 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 Massachusetts? Yeah. And and pay you know forty thousand dollars, thirty five, forty thousand dollars a year, 
or do I go down to a place like University of Tampa and end up the, the net cost being about 25000 a year for the same 120 semester hours? Yeah. Um, Mike, uh, Will Pierce, my psychic here, who has one a son coming up soon, he has a question for you, I believe. Yes. Yeah, I have a lot of questions, but I'll, I'll start with uh, – now, now, you say there are fewer students going into the pipeline because there are gra- fewer students graduating from high school. Does this mean they have some bargaining power? And, and isn't well? Uh, you mean do the students have the marketing power? A bargaining power. Oh, bargaining! Yes, I, that, that's a big thing that I do. But you have to. You you have to. Um, uh, we we do such a great job with our appeals here. Uh, I think last year our typical appeal got an extra fifty eight hundred dollars a year. But you have to appeal like institutions to like institutions. Uh, and and there's a whole process with that. Uh, but no, what's happening, Will, is uh, you're seeing more and more private schools uh, uh, is what they call tuition. Do you know what tuition discounting is? No, what's that? Okay, tuition discounting is, uh, it used to be with strictly private schools, now public schools are doing it. They overcharge you on tuition. So, so let's say uh, a school charges um, uh, $40,000 a year in tuition where the real cost is 22000 a year. So they've overcharged you $18,000. And what they, they put that in a separate pot, and they give all or part of that back to you, and they call it a scholarship. Makes the parents happy, makes the kids happy. And so let's say they give you $15,000 scholarship. Well, they don't call it a $15,000 scholarship a year. They call it a $60,000 scholarship. So... So the reason I mention that, you're seeing more and more schools increasing their tuition discounting. That means they're getting really nervous that they're losing that student population. So now they're digging in. And, and so what I do is I, I look at Moody's, and if I see a private school uh, dropping down in the ratings, I then you know, will look at them and – and get my students supply there because I know that they're going to tuition discount at a much higher rate than other schools. So, so the, can you bargain? Yes, you can, as long as you uh, have your students apply. My typical students apply anywhere from 20 to 30 different schools. Mike, is, okay. Mike one to, more question. Yeah, we got one more okay. question. We're going to wrap it up, Mike. So what are we aiming at for um, a GPA? And uh, you said 3.5, and then what about for the SAT or the ACT? The, 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 yeah, uh, a minimum of a 32 for the ACT. And let me move, uh, get you the uh, uh, equivalent, um, a 1450 to a 1480 SAT. Now, most of the schools will take a 3.5 GPA. Uh, you have a weighted and unweighted. If both are on the transcript, uh, a lot of schools will take a higher of the two. I'm seeing more and more schools are just taking the unweighted uh, uh, on the transcript. Mike. 3.5 and a 32 uh, ACT score, that will get you in the money now. Now, what I've done is, because the ACT is so important, this year I'll have seven or eight students, because uh, we've got the one here in February coming up, who have perfect 36 scores. Now, what's happened is uh, I've, Mike, I, I'm I sorry, a I get... special online test prep that will get those scores up a lot higher. Okay. Uh, Mike, look at uh, – we're going to have this post up in SoundCloud. We're going to have a YouTube of you, so – 
Uh, we we're and uh, please uh, get it out to your people. You're a very knowledgeable guy. I re- highly recommend people going to collegecost.org. And uh, Michael, let's keep in touch, and we'll do it again. And um, we'll come to the end of the show. Have a great day, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. you. Take care. Keep warm. Bye-bye. This has been The Economic Warrior with your host, Barry James Dyke. Broadcast live at WSCA Portsmouth Community Radio. Engineered by Phil Kleiger. If you have any questions about today's show or need an ally in conquering the battleground of finance, contact the warrior himself at barryjamesdyke.com. Who are the warriors?